Oh, I love this church. Church being people. We have wonderful facilities, but I love facilities. Amen. I see. There's, there's, uh, I may like them, but I don't love them. It's people, it's people to make up the church. Building doesn't love you back. People do. And uh, what a delight as we uh, set aside the time tonight for the Lord's table and understanding the precious, precious Savior, how much love that he had for us. Psalms 139 in your Bible, please. Psalms 139. I'm looking at a little section that I'm going to cut out of it, okay? So just you can, you can relax. It's 645. We'll, we'll be out in plenty of time, whatever plenty of time is. <laughs> Psalms 139 is such a wonderful passage of scripture. I, I just, uh, just delighted in the preparation of it. I don't know if I can express to you my excitement about who and what God is and how much he loves us, but you can see it in the pages of this chapter. Lord, bless now the message to thy honor and glory. Father, you alone are worthy. And we delight in that. Father, we know who we are and that God would love us so much to send his son. That God would love us so much that if we could keep track of every thought, every motive, everything we do, God, you love us so much. No one ever cared for me like Jesus. Bless now this message. May we feel the love of God in the detail of our life. Every detail God is in it. Thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. This last week, we, we had our 44th wedding anniversary. I know that's hard to believe. I look about 44, so it's hard to believe that I would be. I heard that sneer over there. And so we know each other pretty well, right? 44 years. We know pretty much the details of each other. We know the schedule. We, 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 you know, we have a pretty good idea of each other after this long time. How long have you been married, Don? You don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> that's how old he is. He doesn't know. <laughs> Do you know where you're at right now? <laughs> You'll think about it. You can tell me later. But it's probably more than 44 because he's so much older than me. Look at Psalm 139, the context of the scripture. We know each other, but compared to God, here's what God knows. Verse number one of chapter 139 of Psalms. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. When God says that, it's not partial, it's complete. Thou knowest my down-sitting and mine uprising. You stood up a few minutes ago and we sang a song. God noticed it. And then when you sat down, he noticed it. You say, well, Pastor, that's an awfully minor detail of life that I stood up to sing a song or made a prayer and then I sat down. God noticed it. Every word of this Bible is true. God noticed it. That's how interested he is in, your, in you. He noticed that you, that you, you got up. Thou noticed my down sitting and my uprising. 
thou understandest my thought afar off. Verse number two. You know what I think that means, Chris? The thought that's not even entered your head yet. Now, there's not that many of them anyway, but the ones that, that, that are afar off. God knows what's coming into your head before it ever gets there. Isn't that amazing? You want to know somebody that knows you inside out, backwards and forwards and in the future and knows what you're going to think before you even think it. He knows your thoughts and he knows it before you ever think it, before it's ever there. When it's afar off, I don't know how far off it is. In Don's case, it's, it's relatively far because he's still thinking about how many years he's been married. It's far off, amen, Don? Verse three, thou compassed my path, my lying down, and art acquainted with all my ways. Can you imagine that? All those little idiosyncrasies that, that maybe your wife or your husband would know. All those little things. God knows so much more. All the little things that we do, the little habits that we have, just maybe the, the way we hold our head, the way all of our, God knows these things. Do you understand this? This is your father. This is a creator. He has a universe to run. And yet he knows all these little things about each and every one of us. Why? Because we're his children. We have a grandbaby that's in town now. And she'll be over at the house and I love to watch every little move she makes. It's very, very interesting. You're God's child. You're his child. And so he's so interested. Oh, look at Dan, the way he crosses his leg there. And he's got his arm around his wife and he just blinked. And now he's nervous. God knows all of that. The sweat, all of it, Dan. Pastor Nelson, he, he knows what's going on right now. That thought that you just had that the pastor should not talk about me in the service, he knows that too. Any other thoughts? <laughs> God knows they're afar off, right? What a God. Uh, verse 4. For there's not a word in my tongue, but lo, O Lord, thou knowest it altogether. Thou hast beset me, uh, that thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine hand upon me. He's in front of you. He's behind you, and he's got his hand on you. He can't get any closer. He's got you covered in the front. He's got you covered in the back, and he's got his hand on you. That's who our God is. That's where he's at right now. He's that much aware of everything right now. The thoughts you're thinking right now, all of it, God knows, and he saw it coming, and he knows how you're going to react to everything in life because... You're his child. He's your father. Verse number six, this is amazing verse. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain unto it. I would love to tell you what I think of Jesus as I found in him a friend so strong too. I would tell you how he changed my life completely. He did something that no other friend could do. What's the next phrase? No one ever cared for me like Jesus. You have a God in heaven that knows everything about you. You're his child, his creation, his abilities and is, are unlimited. He knows all. Everything that's going on in your life, 
that is troubling your mind right now. God is aware of the thoughts that are coming to your mind of perhaps things that are going on in your life that, have, that are taking you away even from the service. God knows. And he's concerned about those needs in your life. He says, it's too wonderful for me. It's high. I cannot attain it. Verse 7. Whither shall I go from thy spirit, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into heaven, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. You understand when you're on spiritually on top, he's there. When you hit the bottom and you think he doesn't even know where you're at, you're so far away from him, God says, I am there with you. If you go, it says even here, uh, in, in the, into the depths of hell, he, he says, if I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. I don't think he's talking there specifically about hell where fire's at. I think he's talking about you're traveling a path with those that are on their way to hell. And he says, if you find yourself in that spot, perhaps drunken, perhaps away from God, he's still there. Verse 9, if I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. I'm just thinking on the moment here of something who was in the uttermost part of the sea, happened to be in a big fish. God still knew where he was. He still knew where he was and had transportation for him without a ticket. Got him where he wanted him to go, where he, where he called him to go. But God knows where you're at. You may think you run from God as Jonah, but you, you'll not run from him. He's there. If I take wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there thy hand shall lead me and thy right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall cover me. Even the night shall be light about me. Yea, the darkness hideth not from thee, but the night shineth as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to thee. You think you're hiding in the dark and amazing all the things that happened in the dark, all the evil that happens in the dark. And you think, well, nobody knows, nobody sees. God says, I see just as easily in the dark as I see in the light. Those things that you think are happening and nobody knows about, God says, I know about them. Oh, you say, but I hid myself. I did it in darkness. I did it in a faraway place. I did it in a place where nobody knows me. All these, God is there. God knows. And he's aware. For thou, verse 13, for thou possessed my reins. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret, and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Notice that? My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret. 
Verse 16, thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written. Did you catch that? In thy book all my members were written. Every part of your body, God had a plan for it. Every part, your members, everything about you was prepared and made by God. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect. And in thy book, all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. All these people thinking aboard these children, there's no care, no concern. Are you kidding me? Every limb, every finger, every fingernail, every piece of that child has been fearfully, wonderfully made by an almighty God. And you are fooling yourself. You think you can perform an abortion and that child just goes away. You have made a mistake. You need to bring that before the Lord and confess it and ask God's forgiveness. God will forgive you. But understand, that child was fearfully and wonderfully designed by God Almighty. Every detail, every member, everything about that child, everything about that person, make no mistake about it. I don't care what society says. They may say it's just fine. It's, it's uh, what do they call it? Um, they have a name for, a, for babies now that are unborn. Exactly, a fetus. It's not a fetus. It's a child. Verse 17, how precious also are thy thoughts unto me. Oh God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with thee. Do you understand that? How precious are thy thoughts unto me, O God. How great is the sum of them. If I should count them, they are more in number than the sand. you understand who you are to God? The thoughts that he has of you are precious thoughts. He loves you. We took the Lord's Supper and we understand the great love that God had for us. But you understand, as the sand of the seas, as the Bible would say in the Old Testament, Abraham as the stars in the sky. Do you understand the precious thoughts that God has towards you and who you are in Christ? All your members, everything about you is fearfully and wonderfully made. There is no mistakes. There is no oo's with God. You can't hide from him. God especially designed you to be exactly who you are. Do you understand, if you understand the Bible at all in this passage, however God chose to make you was exactly what he wanted. You see, but pastor... I wish I was this way, or I wish I was that way. I wish I was skinnier, too. You know, we can say, well, I wish I, wish I was taller. I wish I was shorter. Men want to be taller. Ladies sometimes want to be shorter. Maybe they don't. I don't know. Maybe they want to be taller, too. You understand, it is God has fearfully and wonderfully made us in such detail. 
And his love for us, his thoughts of us are precious thoughts. And they're amazing what God has done to save us and then to understand how his great love and plan for our life. There's nobody better than you. There's no room for pride or arrogance in any of us. Spoke on pride and arrogance a couple weeks ago, but understand that, do you understand that God made us? There's, there's no room for that in any of us. Why? Because God made us the way he wanted us. It is not me that had anything to do with it. Who I am, how short I am, how tall I am, how much hair I do or don't have, all of it. God knows the hair is on my head. And God knows that I couldn't stand a beautiful head of hair like Brother Smith back there. He knows that I would be proud of it. And so he took it away from me. God knows exactly who we are, what we need, and he has fashioned us perfectly in his design. He makes no mistakes. And everything about us is perfectly fashioned in God's plan for us. We all, all know children that perhaps you know, have some, some problems in life. They have some things that have happened maybe at birth that has set them back a little bit. Or maybe it's something that they were born. Uh, we had a son that was so severely injured. But you know what? God was there. God knew everything about him. There was no, there's no room for pride in us as, that I'm, I'm more attractive or I'm taller or I'm shorter or I'm more gifted or I'm more talented. All of that, all is vain. It's all vanity. God made us. And I don't care who you are tonight. God made you exactly the way he wanted you for his will and his way. And he dearly loves you and he knows everything about you. Don't ever be ashamed of who you are as God made you. We may be ashamed of the sins that we do. We may be ashamed of the life we're living. But we do not have to be ashamed of the way God made us because he made us exactly the way he wanted us. It's exactly God's plan, and we all can take the light and know that God sees us, loves us, made us, and we're special to him. God has a purpose for every individual miraculous life. And he's got a purpose for yours. You say, well, Pastor, you don't understand. I don't have the gifts and talents. I don't have the looks. I don't have this. I don't have that. I don't have the other thing. You have exactly what this church needs from you because God made you and he placed you in this place. He put you in this church as a member of this church, as somebody attends this church, and he brought you here because we need you in this body. You bring something to the body that we need. You say, but I, I don't know what I bring, Pastor. Maybe I don't specifically know either. I just know this. God doesn't make any mistakes, and he knows every detail, every design, every, everything about you. God placed you in this body because he wants you here. And your value is equal to anyone else's. Because God, you're God's design. Who are any of us to decide whether who is better than another? None of us. None of us have that ability. Only God knows those things. Only God knows hearts. Only God knows minds. Only God knows the words that are coming into your mind before they ever get there. Only God knows. We all are special to our God. You're precious. His thoughts of you are precious. We can only imagine 
we have no way of knowing because we don't have it within us how much our God loves us. We see a little child in their, a toddler age perhaps and um, sometimes at that toddler age they're not as um, nice as they should be, right? They break things, they spill things, they say no, they run. They hit their little brother, they hit their little sister, they do things. Amen, Pastor Joel? They don't hit their sister, they get over that. But you know what? We look at that and what do we know about them? They're little kids. They, they, don't, they don't necessarily know any better. They will know better, but they don't right now. You understand, when, when, when we look at each other, we're, there's all different levels of people and spiritual, spiritual growth and spiritual longevity. There's all kinds of problems and things going on in each individual life that many times we don't know anything about. It's so important for us that we love one another and that we don't stand in arrogance of thinking, well, you know, I, I, I have a bigger position in the church. We are all sinners saved by grace. None of us have anything to boast about. Everything we are, no matter where you stand with Christ, is because of a God who loves you, has afforded you the opportunities, and has given you so many choices of life. Perhaps you've been in church all your life, and you've had opportunities others have not. We love our children. We love our grandchildren. Nothing like what this chapter talks about. We don't even begin to understand what God knows, what God, how, how the depth of God's love is. Imagine the level of ability to design each, design each one of us fearfully and wonderfully made so different from one another. We may run with delight to our God who loves us beyond comprehension. Run to him. Say, Pastor, I'm away from God. Run to God. Get back to him. No one ever cared for you like Jesus. Nobody loves you like God. Nobody knows you like God. He made you. He picked out every part. He saw that nose and said, I want to put that nose. I'm not going to even pick on anybody's nose because nose picking is against the rules in church. You understand? Everything about you, God designed it just exactly the way he wanted it to be. He loves every detail of your life. He's in front of you. He's in back of you. He has his hand on you. What a God. It's unimaginable. He has a plan for your life. Who else, what else would we give our lives to? What could compare to God? What could compare to who would we compare that we could ever give our hearts to, our lives to, that would ever compare to giving our love and our affection to the Almighty God? Who else is there? There's none like him who has the whole universe and understands everything that goes on, and yet he knows our thoughts, knows the words that are coming to our minds afar off. Satan has a plan for your life. He has a plan for each and every one of your lives in here. And he's got the same plan for all of us. He wants to destroy us. 
He wants to destroy your life so you, so you, don't, you don't follow after God. You don't love God. Satan hates God. He has a plan for your life. Destruction. God has a plan for your life. He loves you with such incredible detail that's way beyond our comprehending. Way beyond. We know nothing of what God knows about us, what God can do with us. When you surrender your life to the almighty God that knows everything about you, numbers the hair on your head, the wrinkles, everything. He loves you so much. Who else would you give your life to? The only one worthy of submission, the only one worthy to give your life to wholly, wholeheartedly, all your efforts, your talent, your time, everything about you that you have to offer is worthy to give to this God. The God of the universe, the God who created all, and the God that loves you and knows you beyond what you would ever even know of yourself and has prepared for you a place in heaven. If you know him as your savior and you've trusted him, would you serve this God? Would you love this God? Would you peel away all the dross, all the sin, all the things that are keeping you from loving this God with all your heart and give that stuff up and give yourself totally to him? Would you give him your life? Would you give him your love? Would you give him your talents? Would you trust him with your life? You trust him for salvation. No one ever cared for you like Jesus. Let's all stand together, every head, bowed, every head bowed and every eye closed. It's only 7.10. We have time for the invitation. If you need to use the altar tonight, if you need to do some business with the Lord right in your seat, maybe you just want to talk to the Lord. Thank you for the loving kindness that he gives to you. We thanked him earlier in the service for his shed blood and his broken body. There's so many things to be grateful for. Just spend a little time with the Lord in your seat at the altar. We'll have our invitation song. We'll sing a couple of verses, and we'll be out of here shortly. But don't, don't turn your heart away from the Lord right now if he's talking to you.